0: Booze Entertainment proudly presents Sounds on Vinyl, the show that celebrates collecting and listening to vinyl. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Phil, and Soren. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. My name, as always, is Phil Boyer, and with me today, I have not one, but two Vikings. First, the guy that joins me pretty much every week. We have uh, Professor Rockstar, Mr. Mike Svenson. Mike, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, actually. We're talking about vinyl records, of course. So awesome! Yeah, yeah. you see, always. always.
0: and and we have Soren. Soren, the, the expert, the guy that knows everything about vinyl, if, if Soren doesn't know any, this particular thing about vinyl, then it doesn't exist. No, You can say, well, that's what about this? Right. And if, yes. and if Soren that's doesn't know it, then it's not even a thing. It, yeah. it doesn't, that, that's just how Completely it is. Completely right.
1: Yeah. And I have to mention every, every freaking time I have to mention his book, man, you have to check it out, even though it is in Danish. Who cares? Flip through the pictures. It's called uh, "Everything About Vinyl," but in Danish, "Alt om Vinyl." So check him out, Vinyl Denmark on Instagram. Oh, and I can get I, his well, books for Crown Outlet. Listen, Mike.
2: Since we're on video, I can just yes. show it. Oh, of course, man. If you just we're I, doing I just, video, I just leave my chair, and if you just kill the time, yes, I, I we will kill <laughs> the tell time. A joke.
0: Yeah, we'll kill time. Tell <laughs> a joke. Tell,
2: tell a joke.
0: Oh. Tell so, a joke, yes.
1: So we're talking about wow. vinyl records, isn't that
2: something? That's new. That's yes. completely new.
0: And he even shows up with a vinyl shirt. It, I mean,
1: come on. You
2: see, this is the uh, <laughs> this is the Danish uh, pressing plant in Copenhagen. Called, oh uh, man! North nice. Sea, Records. Some of my, cool. my very good friends. Well, this, is, this since we you've mentioned the book so many times, uh, Mike. Yeah. Uh, very yes. For that. Well, this is yeah. the first edition of the book. Uh, It looks like this, Uh, and it's 280 pages of, you know, everything. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, there's an interview with Michael Denner Yes, Mercy of the Fate. There's, you know, lots of stuff. Lots of uh, covers. That's that's great. And uh, we did a, a reissue version of it. Uh, yeah. a new forward by a Danish rap artist. Um, some changes to the content, uh, but overall, uh, much of the same book. But a, a, a few yeah. important updates were made, uh, and yeah. we changed the color as well to 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 be able to um, to separate them about. Yeah. So this is and this the, is um, what.
1: Yeah, and this is what's fun with internet. I I don't know if I mentioned this before. I never listened to our shows. I, I should, but I don't, so I don't remember what the fuck I'm saying half the time. But but still, this is this is the way that that vinyl collecting is a thing with people like Soren and me. I saw his book on Instagram some years ago, and I thought, damn, that's a great book. So I wrote him a little note saying, Hey, I really dig this, and I said, You can buy it. And I said, Of course, I'll buy it. And we've been friends ever since. Absolutely. You see? Absolutely. The beauty the beauty of collecting vinyl, the beauty of being a nerd, and the beauty of internet. There is good with the internet. There is. You yeah. see? It's, there it's, is. it's a nerd's paradise. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it really yeah. is. Actually, really all is.
0: three of us have met oh, on the yeah. internet. If it yeah. wasn't for the internet, yeah. we wouldn't even know each other. No. No. So-
1: That's crazy! Thank you. uh, Whoever invented (laughs) (laughs) whoever invented the internet. (laughs) All
0: right, what are we talking about today? What What are we doing? Oh, uh,
2: we're doing a really important subject today. We're talking about labels, and I'm not talking about record labels. Well, we are, but what What we are talking about uh, are the labels on the actual vinyl, the round paper sticker thing in the middle of a vinyl, uh, and what we can learn from that. Uh, I've I've got a pile of stuff here, because when you go hunting, um, there are a few things that are very good to know, because if you're looking for like a first pressing, or maybe you are looking for a reissue or a later pressing, whatever you're looking for, uh, the label is is a very good place to start. If the record cover or the back cover uh, won't tell Mm -hmm. you anything, you can always look at the label and combined with the info that we talked about on the last show, uh, which are all the stuff that's written in the dead wax, you're actually pretty much set uh, to, to determine if, if this is a first pressing or when it was pressed. Um, because knowing about labels will actually, uh, you'll be able to, to sort of um, pinpoint uh, to a certain extent uh, in what period a record was pressed. Because record labels uh, have, uh, always have a, a sort of a fixed design to the record label so that you know that it's an Atlantic or this is a, a, an island record. You know, it's visually uh, the same. But they may change the, the uh, design of the actual labels over time. So they might introduce one design that they go for for about two or three years and then they will change into another design. So you'll be able to see, if you know this, um, uh, if you know a bit about uh, a label's labelography, and that's 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 the word we're going to use, labelography. This is the knowledge of, of labels. So you'll actually be able to pinpoint uh, more or less when a record was released uh, or pressed, because a uh, re-release might not have the same labels as the first edition, if you know what I mean. It might be the same album but they might have different labels.
0: So quick question before you go further, when, when you say that the, uh, the record label will use the same vinyl label for a couple years and they may change Mm it. Let's say Atlantic, will they use that same label design for every band or will that be different tailored to the band? Good thing is, for for I, I know, like with Iron Maiden, they might yeah. put Eddie on there, and obviously the the track yeah. listing is different. But for the most part, that the 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 label's logo and stuff yeah. would that all be the same?
2: You are touching on a very okay. important subject as well, because we have a label, a standard label design, and then we have artists who are so big that they want their own labels, uh, despite mm. the record label being a huge record label. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, so, for instance, in in the case of Iron Maiden or uh, Kiss, uh, Kiss, they were on Casablanca. But if you see uh, a copy of Dynasty, uh, you won't see the the classic uh, Casablanca label. You'll see a picture of Kiss, a photo of Kiss on it, and that's called vanity labels, because uh, the okay. artists have have kind of chosen uh, how the label design should be. So they kind of divert from from the standard so to speak so a uh, good thing you said it said atlantic because this label here the atlantic label with the uh, with the green and the orange is more or less the same uh, they've used it this for all time almost all time with very few exceptions um, i think this label was introduced in i don't know 68 69 perhaps late 60s at least uh, and and used to this day um so pinpointing when an atlantic uh, record was printed you need to look for other other stuff to uh, to be able to, to to determine that but the good thing about atlantic labels is that um well the uk uh, in in the uk they used a, a, they used a, a sort of a purple color instead of the orange so if if you mm. it, and they only did that for for a short time. So if you find let's say the first uh, Led Zeppelin 2 maybe. Uh, that's very common here in Europe. A UK pressing of, of Led Zeppelin 2. That will have instead of the orange it will have a purple color. And they actually call that a plum label mm. because some of these labels have mm. have earned nicknames over time. So collectors will say, "Well, I found a plum I found a Led Zeppelin on Plum. Mm-hmm. Everyone will know what they talk about. Okay, so mm-hmm. that means that it's a first pressing because the label were, were the label design was changed. But in the US and, and also the rest of Europe, uh, they used uh, this combination of colors uh, throughout. You know, most of Atlantic's history. There are. I haven't seen many uh, vanity labels on Atlantic. They're more or less always the same. Uh, but Atlantic here. If if you look, I don't know if you can see this properly. But underneath here, all the tracks, uh, you'll see uh, a, a a string of of uh, letters and words. Uh, it says STA sixty nine or a PR. And the PR, um, that's that's the pressing plant called Presswell. So looking at, at a, a US pressing of of an Atlantic record, you'll actually be able to look at the label and state where it was pressed and what factory it was pressed. On other records, we need to look in the deadwax. There are also labels that, that might have um, a number, a uh, two-digit number to identify the pressing plant. That's uh, I think even, as I said before, uh, Casablanca records uh, used to do that uh, in, in, in the later 70s. Um, and, and they will put the number up here somewhere or, or on the other side. You, sometimes you need to look for that uh, very closely. But uh, Atlantic Label... I have a que-
1: question about sure. about the the plum thing that you mentioned, the, the different. Uh, was that intentional or was it that
2: just happened in, in, in the printing plant? I think it was intentional because they used it for quite a while. Uh, okay. I'm 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 not really I'm, I, I you know I I I won't uh, I won't say that it it, it was it's the facts because I I really don't know but since it was used on a lot of other records than just the Led Zeppelin too I think it was intentional but yeah. they soon changed right. that uh, and and they went for the for the American uh, the American color combination uh, instead yeah so uh, so for instance the first Led Zeppelin album uh, I think on UK is, is also the the other uh, Atlantic uh, standard uh, green orange label, but you'll you'll find a few plums out there uh, because they were pressed within the same time frame. Okay. So um, cool. Okay. Now I'm going to show you another another thing here. This is a Rolling Stones record uh, on the Decca label. Uh, british uh of course english uh, english label now as you see here deca uh, is is just uh, the the five letters here you you may find versions that has deca in in sort of framed in a little box and that's called the boxed label and this is called the unboxed label unboxed deca label mm-hmm. and boxed deca label this is green if you find a uh, unboxed Decca record. That's red. It means that it's a mono pressing,
1: oh, and the
2: green is stereo. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. So oh, that's well, how that. they how they 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 use to um, to to identify uh, different pressings and, and, and mono and stereo. Okay. Um, let's see. There are tons of information on the label. Sometimes there is very little, but on this label, there's a lot of uh, a lot of information. Uh, you will you will see that it's uh, made in England, it says here, um, and it's made by the Decca uh, Record Company Limited, London. And then you over here you have something. Uh, I don't know if you see it. It says NCB and it says uh, what is it says B I E M. Yeah. These are actually um, uh, rights. It's called Right Society uh, because. Although a record is pressed in the UK, it might, uh, they might press so many that they're going to export it to, say, Denmark or Sweden or Norway. So uh, each country and, and sort of territory in the world, they're divided in, in, in rights societies. So NCB is actually Scandinavia. So this was pressed in the UK, mm-hmm. but also for sale in Scandinavia, because th- that was a, a, a tax uh, issue. And, and uh, uh, some records might be pressed in the UK to be sold only in the UK. But the, if they were oh. to, to be sold elsewhere, they had to put these rights uh, initials also. Um, oh. uh, yeah, it's a, set, it's a tax thing, and it, it's it also about the, the rights to the music. So we, as as musical buyers in Denmark, will pay the the correct text to the artists and all that. So we have yeah. organizations who who run all that. Okay. Uh, so you can
1: find a UK label with with the the NCB.
2: No. Yeah. Imprint? Well, this this is a UK label with yeah. NCB. Yeah. But if you find yeah. a UK label where it only says MCPS, that's yeah. the that's the that's the British uh, Right Society. So that that means it oh, was right. pressed in Britain. But only for sale in Britain. Ah, so okay, if, okay. if you find if you find a, a copy like that in Sweden, say, or, or the US, or somewhere else, it, it's it's pretty. It, it was pretty uh, sure it, it, it's an export version, oh, or, or an import version. Of course, if, if you're in yeah. Sweden, they were imported to, to England. Otherwise, they were pressed in England and just distributed um, in in Europe or wherever. You might also find oh, okay. GEMA, and that's that's Germany and that's very yeah. in, at least here in Europe when you when you go digging you'll see a lot of of, of german uh, of german pressings yeah uh and then you yeah. of course have a lot of information about uh that it's stereo and you'll have a lot of uh, phonographic copyrights writers uh, because this is this is a compilation so they had to put all the years down where where these uh, different songs were were um were uh, registered uh, first so they have like 66 65 64 and 63 uh, on the on the on the label here you'll also find other labels where there's next to nothing on them uh, and very little information it, it it really depends but but some some record labels were really detailed um, about it okay well another another um i'm going to do a us label here um and this is sort of to show you that that it it, it matters what color and what design uh, a record uh, a label has, because this is a U.S. first pressing of Strange Days by the Doors on the uh, Electra record label. And I don't know if you can see this, but it's I would I would kind of say that this is a brownish yellowish color. Uh, I don't know, very hard to determine, but it's kind of uh, maybe also a bit green, greenish, perhaps difficult to see. But this label, uh, this record is from, from 1967, I think. Uh, and, and, by the, and in 1967, Elektra used this, this color for, for all their releases. Now, in 1970, they changed the design to a red design. So, in other words, if you find uh, a US pressing of Strange Days by the Doors with a red label, you'll know it's a reissue. Do you know what I mean? Or a repress, at least. Because then okay. it was pressed in 1970, originally pressed or released in 1967, but with the red label, it's 1970 or later. Okay? Oh. Uh, and then, cool. of course, in 1973, they changed the design yet again to this with a butterfly.
1: Oh, also yeah. the electro mm. label. Oh, I have a couple of those. Yeah,
2: most cool. people have. And they're, yeah, they're yeah. um hmm. so uh, this is just called the butterfly label. So as I said before, some of these labels have have, have uh, you know been given nicknames uh, over time. So if you say a butterfly label, people will know what you're talking about. Okay? But also an electro release release. Again if you find strange days with this label it's from 1973 or later okay uh, I'm not sure how for how long Electra used uh, the butterfly label but but well into the 70s at least maybe late 70s
1: Now is it is it common that, that the, the the record label changed their their labels like that
2: Yeah uh, I mean some 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 labels will will change uh, very frequently and that's okay. a good thing because it, it yep. allows us to uh, to be able to pinpoint yeah. more exactly, you know, what, what kind of pressing yeah. we have. But 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 mm-hmm. like with Atlantic Records, it's a different thing. Then you got to look for, for other stuff um, uh, to be able to to, to know uh, when the album was released. I'm just I had the Led Zeppelin. Oh, that was that wasn't what I was looking for. Um, I have some. I have a, a couple of more electrics to show you. I think because oh yeah I've got a Motley Crew record somewhere oh here it is now the uh, Motley Crew record the first one uh, that came out in when was it 82 40 years ago now this is a uh this is a US pressing of the album and and now the uh, the electro label is completely different again so mm-hmm. if you see this label you know this is not a 60s copy or a 70s copy this is this is from the 80s um you'll also find this label on uh, i think master of puppets because that was released on on electra uh the, the 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 first issue i'm pretty sure uh, some of them were also released on on roadrunner but in america it was uh, it was electra so a, a black and black and red uh design there right I'm going to show you now a. Uh, I'm doing a lot of US pressings today. I think this is um, this is the first Van Halen album on uh, Warner Bros. Now oh, you see, yeah. oh. you see, it has this design of these palm trees, uh, like mm-hmm. a you know like an, an, an avenue in Beverly Hills or something. Well, yeah. since since the uh, the headquarters of Warner Bros. Uh, was in in Burbank. Uh, th- this is just called the Burbank label yeah mm, uh, because okay. again if you're out digging and, and you say oh I found this and this record on the Burbank people n- will know that you really you know your shit
0: okay
2: <laughs> of course uh, there's also uh, a, a Warner with some buildings on it you you see those on Rush albums uh, later Rush, Rush albums from Say mid seventies uh, mm-hmm. and, and later on, uh, also a one label, but, but but some buildings on it. I'm not sure what that label is called, but I'm, it no. probably has a name too. I'm not sure why you
1: should should own any Rush albums either. So <laughs> moving along, moving oh, along. Come on, come on. Oh, you're, Phil,
2: you're a Rush fan.
1: I'm a
0: Rush oh, fan. Yeah. I do like Rush. Old Rush. That's old Rush. Advice. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, another label I'm going to show now is is a huge label. Uh, it's Island Records, and luckily, Island Records was one of those companies that changed, like we like like we change underwear. They change labels. Ooh. Okay. Well, more or less. Ooh. Um. So every Christmas. <laughs> <roughly>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Uh, Something like that. Some of the uh, well. Island, Island Records was a UK is a UK based uh, record label. Um, it was actually started to uh, to release music from uh, Jamaica. There was a there was a guy in Jamaica who who uh, well, world music and and um, reggae music was starting to to, to to move on a bit there in the in the mid sixties, uh, and certainly uh, local music from from. Um, uh, from South America and and, uh, and definitely uh, Jamaica and, and you know all that area over there was starting to to, to gain some, some some recognition in in, in Europe and in, in the UK. So uh, there was a guy who travelled to UK to start a record label to release this music to uh, to the hip people of London. Mm-hmm. But it kind of well, it didn't fail, but but they they quickly moved on to more folkish. And a bit more underground uh, music, uh, progressive, uh, folky stuff. Um, and and I, I don't have any more. I used to have a copy of the first Island label from the mid '60s, and that was uh, white. Uh, but but uh, in '67, I think it was, they introduced the pink label. So they actually used a pink color for all their for all the labels for for many years, just in different variations. And this is one of the first ones. Uh, this is a, 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 a stand-up by Jethro Tull, oh. and it's a, it's a UK pressing. Yeah. And you'll see it's pink, and and, and it has a sort of a, an eye design. An, an eye design. Oh, over yeah. it. I don't know what, it, oh, what to call it, but it looks a bit like a, 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 an eye, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's just called oh. the first pink label. Mm. First pink label. Mm. And then uh, you will see other variations Within a very very short time frame, they, they did some 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 different variations. This is a a, a pink label called a black eye, because of that one pictures. I've seen. It has a, a, a an eye yeah. for the uh, island logo. It's still mm-hmm. pink, but it's. Uh, I think they only used this for a short while in 1970. So records on on this label are pretty rare. If if you cool. collect labels, um then in 60 70, uh, 70 71ish they changed to probably the most famous island uh, label this this one if you look closely you'll see um, a pink pink circle uh, all around the edge here and that's it's called the pink rim label uh, and it has this uh, island logo the new island logo design underneath here with with a palm tree and 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 yeah it was meant to look a bit exotic i think um yeah this is a sandy denny record great record by the way but the pink rim record now later on in 1976 they did this
1: now yeah. we're moving on to the oh. bit
2: more orange blue kind of stuff but still with a uh, still with a um a, a palm tree and and you know all the known features uh, this time the rim is blue uh this might be called just a palm tree label, I think. This one, this uh, one was used from 1976 and, and onwards. Of course, nothing is as, nothing's easy as 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 this, because some labels will uh, will use one color, maybe the same design, but one color for for Europe and one color for the states. So you you might also want to look into that. Um, to, to see if, 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 if you've already stated that this is a U.S. pressing, for instance, you'll have to know the, the history of, of the label's U.S. market. You know, how often did they change the design in the U.S.? And how often did they do it in the U.K.? And, and you know, and so forth. Um, oh, and uh, we're going to visit an old friend here. This is probably one of the most famous labels in, in rock history. This is the uh, oh, yeah. Vertigo Swirl. It's called, this is called the Swirl label. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, now, Vertigo Records was established in 1969. One of the first bands uh, to be signed to the label was Black Sabbath. And um, I actually, when, when I wrote the book, I, I wanted a picture of this uh, design in the book, but I didn't know who actually did it. I mean, who came up with this idea? Because I wanted to write that, so I, I did a bit of googling, and I found a guy called uh, Olaf Viper. I think he's of uh, Norwegian descent, but he he lives in the UK, and I think he, he's lived there most of his life. Uh, and today he's he's uh, you know this is 53 years ago, so you know he's he's well into the 70s today. But I found him online and phoned him up. And I said, "Are you the guy who did this, the, the Vertigo's world?" Well? He said, "Yeah, that was me." I said, "Tell me about who, what, you, uh, how do you come, come up with this?" And he said, "Well, he he has just been made the head of of Vertigo Records. So he was hired by Philips Records. Philips uh, Vertigo was a sub sub label to Philips. So it was run by Philips, but Vertigo was established to um, to to seek more sort of hard rocking." progressive bands more psychedelic bands uh, that you know black sabbath was 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 perfect for for vertigo records but he he had to come up with with a label design as well or he, i don't know th- i don't know if if it was his uh, task to do that he just came up with it and said what about this but he was sitting in traffic one day in london and it was raining outside and the the windows were completely damp and and you know like it is uh, pre uh, pre you no know, pre air condition and all that you know everything just steamed up so he was doodling around on the window with his finger uh, just killing time and waiting for for traffic lights whatever and he uh, he would uh, he would doodle a bit on the on the window and he came up with this sort of design that he said oh this looks interesting so uh, he uh, he quickly uh, when, when he arrived at the office he quickly scribbled down what he had done on the window and and the he asked one of the one of his um, his workers to uh, to sort of uh, draw it uh, again and and do a design of it and they ca- came up with this so the idea is now the record label is called vertigo so the idea is when you put this on the, on the turntable and and you sort of uh, and it, it's it spins around and you look here you'll actually feel a kind of a vertigo because it's actually one of those mm. uh, eye tricks that it, it sort of spindles down until you're completely, <laughs> you're completely <laughs> nauseous. So that was one of those uh, fun tricks. Um, and and today many of these vertical releases uh, because they also changed the design. Of course yeah. they did, but the first releases on 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 vertical swirl. Some of them are just. Huge money, um, yeah, yeah, mm. and and this is this is the black first black Sabbath LP, by the way, yeah. Uh, so Vertigo always had this label on the on one side and the other side. You'll have the complete uh, complete uh, track list of of uh, side A and B, and 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 the other information that you need. Okay, so there,
1: there is a ru- rumor that that there is uh, uh um sort of the first pressing is. More difficult to to
2: to spot because yeah. it's there um, is a
1: swirl, but but there is th- yeah. something else with it. The, the is, thing is,
2: this I think this must be uh, a, 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 an early second uh, second pressing because I don't think they were they were um, they were pressed in such huge numbers to begin with, so they quickly had to oh, okay. do represses. But on the very yeah. very first edition, underneath the Underneath the Vertigo uh, logo down here, if yeah. it says a Philips company written underneath here, yeah. you'll have a first yeah. edition because that was re- oh. that was removed oh. for the second pressing. Okay. All right. So uh otherwise, that's that's more or less the only difference uh, you'll see on the labels. So you have okay. to look for the uh, Philips company, uh, a Philips company product. I think it says. Uh, underneath oh. the vertical here, Th- then you have a, a complete first press. Uh, talking about vanity labels, uh, I was talking about Island Records before. Now, U2 is is uh, used to be at least one of the biggest bands in the world, and they were signed to to Island Records, and I, still, I think they still are. But the but they um, here in the in the early eighties, they they had uh, this label. And this is what we call a vanity label, because it kind of it, 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 um, it, it differs from the sort of standard island record uh, label, uh, so this is, is a, a, an own design. Uh, of course, they, use, they need to have a few things like the palm tree and, and island records and all that, but more or less it's, it's an individual design for the group uh, that's uh, what well, vanity labels they were called. <laughs> Okay, what are we going to show now? Oh, yeah, this is also an important one, Deep Purple oh, and yeah. Rock. Mm-hmm. Now, Deep Purple, they were signed to EMI Records in the, in the UK. And like Vertigo, that was owned by Philips, EMI also needed a label to more sort of hip rock progressive music for the, for the, young, for the young generation. So they they established a company or a label called Harvest uh, to release all that music on, and that was a, a stiff competition with uh, Vertigo. They were like, well, they weren't enemies, not nothing like it, but they were just sort of competitive in in, in the same musical area, so to speak. And the um, the the first uh, edition here of of uh, in rock um, looks like this with the uh, yellow and green Harvest logo. And you'll see many of these uh, albums out there. Oh, yeah. Even uh, We have Danish artists uh, that was released on Harvest here in Denmark, um, but with the same label. And, and That's a Harvest, classic one. So, sorry?
1: Such a classic label. Ooh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Such a classic one. Um, and Pink Floyd was also released on, on Harvest. Uh, the the uh, sort of late 60s Pink Floyd, early 70s uh, was released on Harvest, also with the same uh, type of label. But then this is, uh, this is um, a copy of uh, Atom Heart Mother by Pink Floyd. Now, this is not uh, an original 1970 copy because that, that would have the, the yellow and green harvest uh, label. This is a, an 80s repress. So this actually has black labels. And this is quite rare. You'll see these black label uh, harvest releases. You know, it, it's the same design. They just change the colors. Uh, and, and this is a, a UK pressing uh, from the I don't know 85, maybe 84,85. I'm not pretty sure. it doesn't say anywhere. Um, but I know that they, they use this black label for a few uh, for a few releases in, in, in the mid uh, mid 80s. Also quite rare to find uh, these black labels.
1: Okay. so let me, let me ask you this. do you have uh, a favorite label yourself? That you're always looking for, when it comes to an artist, do you have one of those like you, you want the, the the like the the um, the plum version
2: of, of Led Zeppelin two or, no. or something like that? Not, not no, not really, not really. But but I use labels to to see okay, they they released some great music on this label. What else did they mm-hmm. release? Because they might be onto something really good, like Harvest or Vertigo. I might go and yeah. say okay what did they release else on on vertical records that that might be great to, to listen to yeah. I don't collect labels as such I don't I don't need uh, all vertical albums uh, of course they will be nice to have sort of in, in you know in terms of my pension <laughs> and all that but
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't
2: as, I don't as such collect uh, labels I just yeah. found it's just fun to know uh, the history behind them and yes. that's that's kind of what I like uh, about collecting. Uh, yeah. I don't need is, I don't need eighty different uh, harvests.
1: Is, is the sound sound a bit different? Well, on, on like when when it comes to well, let's say we we talk about the latest one that you showed with the purple, mm. the the first one with the green and yellow, and and the the black and and black and gray or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference in the sound? Well. Uh,
2: the source for both of these albums, uh, yeah. whether it was released in 1970 or 85, they were the original master tapes. So All the right. source is the same. Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't um, digitalized uh, or remastered or, or, or any such thing. They used the original uh, original masters uh, for the 80s pressings. Uh, it was mastered by a different guy. Uh, the the um, the the one I showed you with the black label Harvest. Uh, there was a, a guy called Harry T. Moss uh, who did that. You'll see his initials HTM uh, in the Dead Wax. But he also cut uh, Pink Floyd records uh, in the early seventies. So you know, I mean, to my ears, it it sounds just as fine as 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 any uh, older record from the seventies. Yeah. Once we get to the nineties and and today and all that, uh, you know, they 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 they've started using digital sources for most records Uh, so that's when you'll be able to maybe tell a difference in the sound
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, but but on the old records that were sourced from the original analog tapes sound pretty much the same of course there are differences in 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 the the cutting and and where it was pressed and all that that might influence a tiny bit on the sound but Mm. but overall uh you'll 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 you're pretty well off uh with with an eighties copy of of let's say uh atom Heart mother definitely right. if you can find it because it's it's quite rare actually i've I've only come across it once with that black black label uh oh there was a i forgot to show you uh, the vertigo i said vertigo changed the design uh this you might have seen mm-hmm. with the uh sort of weird spaceship yeah. Um this is called a spaceship logo for obvious reasons of course, but uh this is this is what came after this world, uh, this world design. So again, if you find a Black Sabbath first uh the first album with this label, it's not a first press. You'll be absolutely sure it's a it's a repress or a reissue.
1: Now I always thought that was a horrible label. I, I think it's so so Freaking ugly! Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's a spaceship, or or, or I don't know what's well, going on there. It's funny
2: you say that but because you, I think was it on the last show we talked about Roger Dean, who did the uh, the Uriah Heep covers and and yes and all that. He, he used to draw these mm-hmm. weird. That was actually him who did these uh, this Vertigo. Uh, okay, uh, that Vertigo label. <laughs> so, but but if you look at the if you look at the um, the, the, the spaceship the way it's drawn you, you can actually tell mm. that it's that it's him by looking at, at yeah. what he, what he else what else he has done so now this the dude is, is stoned man sorry the dude is stoned Fucking <laughs> 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 progress man this is um this is the yes. Uh, <laughs> do you have any jokes mike no. Ooh, okay. <laughs> no! okay. No! I just hate people. They do funky <laughs> shit. <laughs> what have they done to you? <laughs>
0: oh
1: man.
2: Okay. Oh just kidding. Uh this okay. is the uh the uh Mike Oldfield Jubilee Bells. Uh this is actually also Roger Dean who did this. And this is the first Virgin Records uh label. Uh maybe maybe if if memory serves, the, the very, very first uh, label was, was a different color, but but this, the same drawing of these two young kids. And this is called the Two Virgin label. So, um, yeah. Mm. I don't know if it's a mm. blizzard lizard uh, snake uh, kind of thing uh, around here. But, um, yeah, Virgin Records, they quickly changed the design. Um, uh, I don't know why, but I really don't like this label. I don't know. it's It's a bit creepy, I think. I don't know if if you can see it properly, but um, yeah, 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 this is probably yeah. yeah. But that was also Roger Dean. Yeah. So he also, he also made his mark on, on uh on labels. Cool. <laughs> Pothead.
0: Uh, Sorry? Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Pothead.
2: Pothead. Roger Dean. Now another one I'm gonna show you. Um this is uh, an old record by, by um, uh, Dean Martin. All right. Um, this is called Dream with Dean. And this, has, this was, was released on Reprise Records. And this is from, I don't know, 50, late 50-something, 50 58 maybe. Um, but this uh, Reprise Records was actually started by Frank Sinatra. That was his own label. And and on the the usual, on the first labels, on the first label version they did, uh, uh, up here there was a picture of Frank Sinatra. I said, you know, regardless of who was on the album, it was a picture of Frank Sinatra because that was his (laughs) label. But uh, they they changed (laughs) it to this steamboat uh, drawing here uh, in the corner. Well, corner, it's it's around. But, you know, on on this uh, upper half here, (laughs) upper quarter here, uh, Mm -hmm. there's a steamboat. Uh, and and later on, they they changed. And this is probably the most common one you'll you'll find out there, uh, also on retrace records. But but with this design, it's a sort of a brownish uh, kind of uh, yeah. color, and it's called the Steamboat label. Okay, so an uh, mm, cool. album on Steamboat label, everyone will know what you're talking about. All right. Okay. Well, that's
1: awesome. I think we should should like don't you think it's the, it's a, there's a lot of stuff going on here oh, yeah. and, and and we've been talking our ears off so <laughs> why not split this into like two episodes and and we'll come back the next idea. time and 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 continue because I got a lot of stuff too that I want to talk well, Mike, about Mike have you mentioned yeah. have you mentioned kiss on this show Oh, I I totally forgot. I got no, no, no. I you, happen to have. Just, I happen I to, to, to have shows. Okay. Yeah, that's a piece <laughs> That's a teaser for you right there. Oh, it's a it's a good label here. Oh, I can't. Uh, think that, can I guess? Is that Kiss alive? Oh, uh, no, it's the first one. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's by a band called Kiss. How do you ever heard of them? <laughs> okay i oh that second bit is a bit tricky but we'll be back yeah, we'll talking be. about more kiss more with soren and more with phil cool that's so, right that's right so stay right. tuned people for stay more. tuned
0: hit the oh, website yeah we got links in the description to everything and if you're only listening to this just a reminder we'll have pictures uh, and the video up on the website, so you can go and take a look at that yeah. and see all these labels and all their beautiful glory. Yeah. And with that, we'll see you guys next
2: week. See you guys right. later. Later. Later.
0: This has been Sounds on Vinyl. For extended show notes, playlists, videos, and episode collections, visit soundsonvinyl.com. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozhound Entertainment in cooperation with Boozhound Music. Thanks for listening and for all your motherfucking support.